Hello, and welcome to the Pursuit City Church podcast. Our mission is to lead people to know the love of Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that you will feel encouraged as well as challenged through the Word of God. If you need prayer or want to share your story, please send an email to info at PursuitCC.com. Get ready to enjoy this message. God bless. asked to, to pray. Uh, my topic was unity among the pastors in Corpus Christi. And we all know unity is a good thing and we're supposed to strive for it. I really didn't know why or how until I started studying for this. So I wrote these down so I didn't mess them up. In John 17, 21, Jesus said, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and may they be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. That's the why. So the world will know. So then how do we accomplish that? How do we live in unity with each other? First Peter 3.8, finally, all of you should be of one mind sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tender-hearted, and keep a humble attitude. It all goes back to love God, love each other. So let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for telling us how we are to live. Thank you for giving us the instructions, how to, how to fill, fulfill your will in our lives. Father, unity can only start when we are in unity with you individually, when our families are in unity with you. When our churches, our individual churches, when we are living in unity with each other as brothers and sisters. Father, guide our pastors in Corpus Christi let them be in unity with you so that your will can be done so that the whole world knows who Jesus is so that they know that you sent him he's not just someone who did a good thing father you sent him now we give all the honor and glory to you father you who are able to do more than we can even think or pray about we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. We ask the Lord to touch bodies that you begin to curse. 
Test, test. Okay, let's try this again. So I was asked to pray for brokenheartedness. And I, I will say, you guys, um, I feel this is a very, very sensitive subject. And um, when I was speaking with the Lord, I asked him to give me the right words. And praying to him, he, he told me, why don't you just tell them what I have to say about it, the truth. So I'm going to share some scriptures with you guys to help open our hearts and our minds to this prayer and let y'all hear what he has to say about the broken heart. So in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, he says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make strength, make straight your paths. He also says in Psalms 30, verse 5, Cast your burdens on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. Again, I have a few guys, but I think this is, we need to hear his truth. So again, in Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understandings, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Again, with Revelation 21, verse 4, He will wipe every tear from your eyes. There will be no more death, no or mourning, or crying or pain. For the old order of things will pass away. Again, guys, turn to the Lord when, you are, when you're seeking something. There's so many times that we're going to go to other people or doctors, or friends, or people that might have right intentions for you. And so many times, they might not just have the, the words for you that need to resonate in your heart and your soul. And that's why it's so important, and I have to remind myself the same thing. Turn to the Word of God. He is the only true answer for your heart to be healed. He's the only physician, the only surgeon. So again, in Corinthians 2, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 8 through 10. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. He always carries around in our bodies the death of Jesus Christ so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our bodies. Again, in Psalms 46, verses 1 and 2, God is our refuge and our strength and every present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth will give way and the mountains fall into the earth of the sea, the heart of the sea. Again, I'm going to, I'm going to keep speaking the word of God, y'all. It's the only truth. It is the only truth. In Psalms 147, verse 3, he heals the broken heart and binds up their wounds. He also says in John 14, verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I will give you. I do not give you as this world gives. I do not let your hearts be troubled and I do not and do not be afraid. Again in Isaiah 43 verse 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. And I have two more two more verses you guys. Three more actually. In Psalms 34 verse 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalms 73, verse 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. 
He also says in John 16, verse 33, I have said these things to you that in that it in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart and have I have overcome the world. Amen. So with that, you guys, let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your truth. Thank you for your guidance. We thank you that you are the bridge that goes between our hearts and our minds. We know that our hearts and our minds are so fragile, yet they can be so strong, but they are so fragile, Lord Jesus. And I ask that you please just come into those who have the broken heart and heal them. As Pastor Matt told us last week, he said something so subtle but so powerful. He asked us, what is the one thing that God cannot do? And myself, I was reluctant to answer this because I'm, in my mind, I'm always like, he can do anything. But one thing that he did say is that he cannot go against his word. And with that, Lord Jesus, I ask that you continue to bless us and continue to, to defeat the enemy and the lies that come against us, Lord. I ask that you continue to, to reign over your people, whether they're, they're out of this church or in this church, Lord, Lord God, please stay present. And let them know that there is only one person that they can come to in the true brokenheartedness, and that is you, Lord. You know, we come and we, we ask you, Lord Jesus, to stay involved in every aspect of our lives. I thank you for our congregation. I ask that you continue to bless them as we go and come. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. desire for sobriety and what is good. Empower them to turn to you, Lord. Protect them from bad company, from the enemy. Teach them to depend fully on you, Lord. Cleanse your temples. Help them to see what you see, to live fully with their eyes and ears open to the truth. Forgive them. Restore them. Lay your healing hand upon them. Turn their withdrawals to songs of hope. Correct every desire. Purify their hearts sanctify their thinking, instill in them that their addictions are part of their past, not part of their now, not part of their future, clean and free, yours forever. Jesus, our master and our all, our portion, we shall not want and we know you will supply every need. We offer our lives as living sacrifices to you, our almighty King, in the name of our Lord and Savior, forever and ever, Jesus Christ.
so I was told this morning about this, so bear with me. Um, I'm praying for the laborers of the field. And I was trying to figure out what that meant to me. And it hit me really quick during worship. What we're called to do. It goes back to, it came back to me in a way that I hope it has, helps you guys. My first love. When I got saved, somebody led me to the church I went to. Somebody led me to the seat I sat in. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. And that is so true. If you think about how many people are in this church right now, we're few. How many people are passing by this church right now? There's a lot. And it's a lot of lost souls out there. People are passing everyday churches, passing by, but yet people are passing you every day. Take that time when somebody passes you to give out the good word that the Lord has done for you. In Matthew 9, 38, he says, Pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into the fields. And that is my prayer right now. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, just open the hearts, Lord. Fill the hearts, Lord. With that first love you gave them the first time, Lord. Refire that first love in them. So they can go out and harvest the fields for you. To bring him back to you, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, I ask that you just give the person in this room watching or people that we encounter, just give them a taste of your goodness. For that's all they need. It is said the size of a mustard seed is all he needs. Very little. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessing you have given us. Father God, for the blessing of salvation, mercy, love, and a new life in you. I give you all my honor and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. over um, our youth department. We don't have a youth leader here at Pursuit City um, since I stepped down. And uh, we have, if you've noticed, a lot of kids in our ministry. So that next step is our youth ministry, which we don't have a leader. So I'm going to pray over that. And I just want to pray over the youth in general. Um, I didn't think I was going to make it in time to, to pray, but I'm glad I did because I've been asking God, you know, what, what is it that, um, you know, you want to do, what do you want to say? And I'm a teacher, and I see tons of kids at all different ages. I start with the, 
third and fourth graders, and then I go to the first and second graders. I work with junior high kids, and I work with the high school kids. I literally see kids all day, and uh, I love it. But what I get to see firsthand is um, how big the, um, the pressure that the world has placed on our children and all these ages and the influence that the world has on our children, the way they think, um, the way they treat each other, the way they see themselves, um, how they feel, the way that they're supposed to manage all of those things. Um, it's terrible. And there's, there's not enough of a heavy, godly influence in our generation right now. And, it, and I want to pray, pray about that as well. So if you have children, I really want you guys to press in with me. Um, if you're a parent, do that as well. If you're a teacher, a counselor, if you work in the school district, if you're pursuing a career in teaching, um, there's not enough of a godly influence in our schools. There's not enough of a godly influence um, on our children and in our generation. So as I'm praying, I want you guys to believe in the words that are coming out of my mouth and really press in with me. So Lord, I want to start, God, by thanking you for Pursuit City Church. I want to thank you for the families that you have you have intentionally placed in this ministry. I thank you, God, for the parents that, that have brought their children and have understood the assignment placed on them, that they have said yes to raise their kids in the house of God and in your truth. Lord, so I thank you for that, God. I pray right now that you send the right person for the kids, for the youth ministry, the one that is that will be intentional, the one that will take the assignment and run forward, the one that will, in, in their mind, in their heart, in their spirit, in every part of them, will be so in tune with what you're wanting to do in this generation that there is no, that there is no distraction when it comes to that. Lord, if you're in the preparation right now and preparing the person for this position, Lord, I ask that you continue to do that work. Lord, I pray that if it is someone that's already in the ministry or that you are sending one, Lord, I pray that we are ready as a ministry to receive this next ministry in this church, that we're ready to receive a youth pastor. Our children are ready. There, there's an age group that isn't getting enough attention, and we need, we need that in Pursuit City. We need a youth pastor. We need a youth ministry, Lord, and I ask God that you continue to move in that. You begin to craft that in somebody. You begin to stir that in someone, and they will no longer deny what you are asking them, but they will answer um, in obedience. Lord, I pray right now for children, all ages. Lord, I ask God that from parents to teachers to those that are in roles of leadership, Lord, I pray, God, that we have a, a strong, undeniable influence on children. Lord, I pray, God, that we lead in spirit and in truth. Lord, we don't press our own agenda, Lord, but we press forward your agenda. Lord, we don't speak our truth and our opinions, Lord, we speak your truth and your truth alone. Lord, I pray that right now that the hold that the enemy has through TV, through shows, through music, through, through the way that our children long to dress, God, Lord, I rebuke all of that right now, God. Lord, I pray that right now the voice of truth is louder than what is the norm and what is popular. Lord, I pray that this movement where 
where it is okay to choose the, what you love over what is, is desirable to you is, is done with. Lord, this agenda of, of not understanding sex and identity, Lord, will be, will be broken, God, and your truth and what you have called your children to be from your word will be pressed forward. Lord, that as parents and as teachers, that we don't bend the truth to make our kids comfortable, to make our students comfortable. Lord, but we stand firm regardless of what presses against us. We stand firm on your word that you give us the strength that we need to be the voice that you have called us to be. Lord, I pray right now, God, that schools begin to not continue to feed the agenda. They, they stop feeding the need of comfort. Lord, but we stand in what you have called us to stand in. Lord, I pray right now that what we do as, as parents and as leaders of our children will begin to prosper in your kingdom. Lord, I pray that right now, God, the darkness, Father, begins to move, that your light, God, a beacon of hope, a beacon of strength begins to flood our city. It begins to flood our schools. It begins to flood our households, Lord, that the truth, it will be so heavy that it is too undeniable it is, it, in a way that we can no longer close our ears and turn away. Lord, I pray that we begin to say yes to you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, and we love you. There's a scripture that says that children are like arrows. So I pray that, that those are in charge of sharpening those arrows and sending them out, Lord, that you do the work in them first. That you begin to shift their hearts. That you begin to shift their mind. That you begin to shift them in a way that causes complete, a complete turnaround. And that our arrows begin to get sharpened in the right way using the right tools. And they're sent out and not turned back void. We thank you. We believe in that, Jesus. And we love you. Amen.
selfish at times, it's prideful at times. Um, and he said, remind him what my love is, how I love you, how I love the church. And so 1 Corinthians 13 says, love is patient and it's kind. It's not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith, is always hopeful, and it endures through every circumstance. In our human ways, we can't accomplish that, but through Jesus, making him, involving him in the middle of that marriage, we can. I've seen it. I've experienced it. So Father, we just, we just lift up marriages to you today. Your greatest command was to love and love each other. You've given marriage, I thank you, Lord, that you've given it as a as an example of how you love us. Show us how to follow that example. Set aside our selfishness and our pride and humbly serve each other. Help us to be of one spirit, one mind, and value each other above ourselves, looking out for each other's interest. In the midst of the busyness, Lord, help us take time to love each other deeply from our hearts as you have loved us. May the love that we have each up for each other be an example to the world as it was prayed earlier so the world will know how you love them and you gave your life for them. Lord, we pray for each home. We, we ask, I ask for peace, Lord. I just proclaim your peace, unity in the home, Lord. As we look at establishing unity among the church right there in our homes, Lord, in that relationship, Lord, I just, I just claim peace and unity within that relationship. 
I pray for healing over any past hurt, any offenses, any, any walls that have been built up. Lord, I pray you tear them down right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I, I pray you just pray for forgiveness, quick to forgive and slow to, to anger, slow to take up offense, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for that infusion of your love between husband and wife to remember what, what brings us together, Lord, to remember that you're in the midst, that it is ordained and blessed by you, Lord. And right now I take marriages back in the name of Jesus. In the family, Lord, in that home, I just pray for that the parents take up their place of authority, Lord. But also I ask for understanding for the children in the home with understanding of their emotional and physical and spiritual needs. I pray for respect for that authority from the kids to the parents, Lord. Pray for your guidance. Help us, Lord, as parents to trust you with them, that we rededicate them to you, Lord, right now, that you can take care of them and protect them and guide them better than we can, Lord, that you would work through us to be an instrument from you to guide them. I pray hedge of protection over every family, every home, every marriage right now, Lord, that the attacks of the enemy cannot prosper through that hedge of protection surrounding them, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for restoration in families and marriages. I pray for healing. I pray for peace. I thank you, Lord, for it. I thank you. We receive it in Jesus' name. forgiven of something this morning, raise your hand. All of us should be raising our hands this morning. How many of you have forgiven someone? Forgiveness is what I'm talking about right now. And forgiveness is important because forgiveness sets you free. Forgiveness sets others free. If you are holding on to something today, if you're holding on to something this morning, I don't care who it is that has offended you. There's a myriad of topics that we can cover this morning that, that I don't have time for right now. It does not matter. been forgiven of something today in the book of Psalms it says blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven is forgiven and whose sin is covered 
Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old though my, through my groaning all the day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I have hidden. I have not hidden. Excuse me. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. For this cause, everyone who is godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely, in a flood of great waters, they shall not come near him. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with the bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. If you are forgiven and have joy in your heart, can you give a shout of praise to the Lord this morning? Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to Jesus. You know, it's, it's because of that. In, in the book of Ephesians, um, it says that in him we have redemption. Now, in him we have redemption. In him who? Who, is, who are we talking about here? We're talking about Jesus Christ. In him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace which he made to, to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ both which are in heaven and which on earth asked to pray about forgiveness man forgiveness is heavy it's deep how many of you know that to be true this morning every single topic that we have discussed this morning is heavy and deep it's not to be taken lightly the story of Joseph 
place. If you haven't read that story in a while, in the story of Joseph through the actions and the forgiveness of one man, an entire nation of people were saved. An entire nation of people were saved. When Jesus met the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, and got through talking to her. How many of you know what happened? What did she do? She left that well and she went and told everyone who she even met. Could this be the one? I want you to hear about a man who met me where I was. He came to me and he told me about everything that was in me, about me, around me, everything about that person. He knows everything about you. If you are holding on to forgiveness, to unforgiveness about yourself or someone else, I ask you to lay it down at the feet of the cross this morning. Give it to Jesus. Let him take it. Jesus, I just thank you for this time that we've had together this morning. I praise you for who you are and what you've done, and I praise you, Lord Jesus, for the forgiveness of sin. For it's without the forgiveness of sin. We have no hope. We have no joy, but with forgiveness of sin, there is peace. to walk free.
wanted to read some encouragement from his word and then pray for y'all. Um, so Deuteronomy 31.8, the Lord himself goes before you. He will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. First Chronicles 16.11, trust the Lord in his mighty power. Worship him always. Illuminations 3.24, I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. Deuteronomy 7.9, understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commands. Psalm 27, 14, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. by visiting our website, PursuitCC.com. Also, follow us on all social media outlets by using at PursuitCC. Thank you and God bless.